0: Hey there, this is John, your lovable GM, and you're listening to Demon Days, an actual play podcast where they focus on fiends and the friends who play them. Want to quick give a shout out to our sponsor Arknight, whose props, maps, and minis make our table a delight. They've been with us since the beginning, and we love them oh so much. Also want to give a shout out to Kilowatt, who has done the artwork for our show. Our heroes have never looked so good. We'll put all those links in the show notes. Without further ado, let's jump into the game, shall we? friends fiends
1: when last we spoke our heroes saved some merfolk from imminent death and then met with their leader to get a good feel for what to expect at the hand of the titan they then set up one of their magical hut contraptions underwater and settled in for the night what's in store for our heroes you might ask well hand me a bullywug sized flag and a veil and i'll tell you what happens next in these demon days
0: Sleep in a strange dome of force underwater is a strange proposition, but it comes for you all swiftly, bringing with it your normal garden-variety dreams. No weird communiques from cryptic patrons and nothing ominous whatsoever. And so I'm kind of curious, what does that look like for each of you guys in terms of what is a... Non super serious dream look like for Feder, for Taslin, for Yusuf, and whoever wishes to start may start us off.
2: I think it's a weird combination of like going through different levels of the tower at home, and like, but everything's weird. Like everybody's kind of like dressed for a party, but then it's a boat, and then we're like sailing in the boat, but then it's the airship. And then I'm like, "Uh, Candace." And then I'm like, <laughs> "Back to the party." And then right before it gets super weird and everybody gets naked, I wake up. That's probably
0: <laughs> that sounds part for the course.
3: Fucking Candace. Goddamn,
0: Cadence. <laughs> All right, uh, who is next? Yeah, if
4: it's if it's just uh, if it's not a heavy dream, I think it might be a similar type flashback, like. Mm-hmm. Him walking around the outward walls of of the city in Kenya looking out over the frozen waste and then like it immediately like a slam cut from that thought to just being with the gnomes in the city and being at ease and in the Sun and the water swimming and just greeting folks as they walk past the glass shop and just being at the gentle ease and then he uh, looks up at one point and he actually sees Galahan, the elk, and that kind of, like, brings him back to the present as he
0: wakes up. Okay, cool. How about Taslin's dreams?
3: Imagine, if you will, a small six-year-old Taslin who looks pretty normal. No horns, no tail, just her blue-gray skin and everything like that, and she is holding one hand is holding her mom's hand and the other hand is holding her dad Cheshire's hand and they are just swinging her all nice and happy she's giggling in their arms and they're walking amid tents that look like circus because they're down in Phlegathos and she is just having the time of their life and she at one point asked Cheshire to carry her on his shoulders and she's Going around on his shoulders, hanging on to his horns, being all nice and wonderful. And then we pan out and there's an adult Taslin watching them as they walk into a tent. And she feels a little hand on her shoulder, turns around, there's Fetter. Fetter beckons her into another tent. She goes in, it's all lavish and wonderful. There's a bed in the back and on the bed is Nax. Sitting there all nice and pretty, shirt kind of open, he's drinking tea and kind of beckons them both into the bed, and they crawl into the bed together and start having some fun times, getting wonderful, a little threesome there. And as that starts really picking up, it just kind of fuzzes out in, in Ash, like Ash starts to cover up all of her vision, and you hear the faint hoof beats and whinnies of the riders. and then she wakes up.
0: Nice. <laughs> I
4: heard hoof beats, and I was like, and then Yusuf wakes her up and ruins it all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nope, just her trauma.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah, actually, Taslin, in terms of the order of things, we, d- even though we did it in a different order, you actually are the first to wake up. And you feel something akin to a one-hour-remaining internal alarm for your tiny hut. Uh, you didn't really realize that it was that uh, courteous of a spell, but apparently your attunement to it and practice a couple times has given you kind of a sense of, eh, it's about to end. And yeah, you guys are still underwater deep within Titanfall.
3: Okay, um, I'll wake Fetter up and then I'll wake Yusuf up.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. It's damp down here. <laughs> it's hmm. going
3: to be even more damp when the spell runs out. In about... Yeah. 50 or so minutes? Yeah.
2: Sure. All right. So, Mm. everybody ready to, uh, march forward into uncertain
3: destiny? I'd say we should probably figure out what the plan is, but I don't know if we have enough time down here. So we might want to do that up there, where we can breathe above the sea.
2: Sure. Because we're still, John, we're still in the... And, uh... The little encampment, right, Blix' little encampment.
0: Yeah, you are in their little, kind of last stand in in the South Paw of this little basin area. And yeah, from where you guys are, you can st- you can even see some of the uh, merfolk swimming around and scouting about and just keeping an eye on things. Um, I looked down at my pocket watch. About how much time do we have left on the water breathing spell that Sunny cast on us? Uh, that was about 24 hours, so you've still got maybe, maybe 10-ish hours. Okay. So you still have a lot. It, it's, it's some factor larger than the tiny hut. So Right on.
2: Cool. Well, yeah, reconvened topside, and uh, was there anything else we needed from Blick?
0: You uh, get the sense that you've kind of covered everything. They've given you everything that they can. Right. Um, I know that uh, Blick is around. He's close by to that rock, just keeping an eye out and making sure everything's okay. But other than new information or new plans, like they don't have much to offer from their small band of people. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Uh, I just kind of shall we uh, reconvene topside? Figure out what's next.
3: Yep. I say topside. We'll figure it out there.
0: Okay. Uh, and then yeah, it has on uh, with the nature of that spell. Once you leave it, you're the when you're the one that leaves it, it'll collapse in. So you're kind of like the one to turn the lights out, as it were.
3: I usher them out first, after you.
0: Yep. Then you guys make your way to the top, and you see a lot more jagged edges and outcroppings along the side southern wall of this basin area, where you could conceivably like, at least sit on it or climb, clamber to it a little bit, give yourselves a bit of a rest, similar to like the edge of a pool. Not a lot. It would really hurt your back if you stayed there for very long, but just enough to kind of get your bearings.
2: Okay. Hmm. What now? Uh, we head towards the Titan, we try to find the Tressum, try to, pull out, you know, parlay with it one way or the other, hopefully do better than our friend who was uh, consumed by the obelisk.
3: Pretty sure we're going to find the Tressum at the Titan.
2: Yeah. And uh, try to get into the fortress, right? That's all still the order of the day? I think that's best.
4: I believe so.
2: Yeah. Is anyone, and maybe I've just got a a stick in my craw, uh, we don't think that there's a tear halfway up the Titan worth closing to try to keep the merfolk from being corrupted? Or is that, let's deal with the big problem first and then see what we can do about the local tribal war?
3: Well, I don't know if we've quite figured out how to close the tears without the staff yet.
2: We've got the skill knife, right? That could be charged up and...
3: True, yeah, we do have that,
2: pretty sure. I just wonder if it's a different type of tear than we're used to, or if it's more of kind of the same. I mean, either way, we get to the Titan, we see what we see.
4: I feel like that decision is going to be best made once we get there. See exactly what we're dealing with.
2: Sure. Now, John, all of our boats were destroyed, yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to remember.
0: Yeah, the two that you guys were using were uh, destroyed by the lightning from the uh, fish creature that you fought, the marrow. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, you know, I, I just remember. It's remembered. Uh, you do see Blick surface the water, maybe five or ten minutes after you guys kind of get a general idea what your plan is, and you're just you're in the middle of a discussion, and he comes over to you guys. Um, excuse me. Uh, I see that you guys are moving on from here, and we may have located some uh, other boats for you. Uh, if that is to your liking, and if that is useful to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a great swimmer. I don't
2: know about the rest of you, but I'm alright, but I much prefer being on a
4: craft. That's just me. I'm a decent swimmer, but I think the I think the boat would do us good.
0: Okay. Yes, uh, before you guys head out, uh, just get a hold of me. I'll be doing a round here just to make sure everything is safe, and I will guide you through the south passage, and we will uh, get you your boats. We're not sure of the shape that they're in. They might, uh, not be able to take too much damage, so just have a care. Sure. But, uh, let me know when you're ready to head off, and I will, I will guide you. I don't know
2: anything else we need to chat about, gang. I feel like we're pretty good to go.
3: I think we can go now.
0: I think so. Yes. Very good. Uh, then follow me. We will have to go down through a little, uh, crevice down at the bottom, but it'll be confined. If you'll just bear, bear with it, it won't last very long. And yeah, he guides you west and south, or west and down into the water, to a little opening. It's a little bit of an opening about humanoid size. You're able to climb in and pull through. It's not nearly as cramped, but you're able to kind of push your way through. You find yourselves on a very small, rough beach. The rocks here are very rough and pebbly and not very nice. I mean, comparatively, it doesn't have any dead bodies on it, so that's, I guess, nicer. But it's not nearly as pleasant to the feet. I'm going to look around. Does it seem like we're going to be on land for a minute? No, not too much. It's not a very big section. You get a sense that, because you can hear a little bit of water off in the distance, that if you turn the corner, you'll probably be back, back into it. Sure. This just looks like a very dried out kind of rise that has protected an access point to the area you guys were just at.
2: Okay. Well, uh, shall I sneak forward? Uh, any tricks we want to use to get a look at things before uh, before we head that way? Or Blick, uh, do you know, you think the boats,
0: did, or did he already take off? Uh, he's, he's, he's still in the water. Uh, he's just looking at you guys, like, waiting to see if, if if everything is good. So, boats this way, Blick, you think? Yes, we found some over that way. One of our scouts was able to climb over and, and check it out. Right. They have not been used for a while, but they seem seaworthy enough. We dare not go too much further ourselves, though, uh, as we are closer to the hand than we would like. All right.
2: Well, I'm going to, I'll do some rogy shit and just hide and then cunningly move up and around the corner. Yeah, rogy shit. That roguey shit? That roguey shit. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Just for my own edification, rolling dice when no one's asking me to, it's never a good idea. <laughs> oh, hey, an 18 on a stealth check. So that's not the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, despite all the, the grainy, rocky nature of the sand, you're silent. Boop. The path opens out almost immediately, and it kind of based off your ears, it's like, oh, your ears guessed right, uh, that there wasn't too much land here. All right. And you even just step one or two steps further than where you are now, just a little bit to the north, and you're already in deep. So it's just kind of like a gathering of a bunch of loose stone. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll slink back and wave them forward. And you also see the there's two boats there. They seem to be in good condition. They're just old. Sure.
3: I totally had the Pink Panther music going in my head. <laughs> yeah. <be> going forward.
0: <laughs> De-dean. 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 There's the copyright strike for this podcast.
2: <laughs> All right, boat and pals. Yeah.
0: How did we do this
2: last time? I'm trying to remember. I am uh, good at navigating, not good at rowing. What are you going to do?
3: also good at navigating, not good at rowing.
2: I'll I'll row, I'll row. Yeah, I'll row one of the boats. Alright, I guess I'll, um... Sonny, which one are we going in? Yeah, let's just
0: go to the one over here on the, to the northwest.
2: Alright. Uh, westward, yeah? Anyone getting any tinglies about this, uh, big giant ancient statue in the middle of the lake, or are we just kinda heading west? And I'll check my compass and see kinda how things are...
0: Yeah, uh, the compass part itself is starting to just casually spin around and not really find placement mm-hmm. and you can kind of you, be, you can begin to see a little bit to the north uh, some large stone just from your distance you think that might be what you're looking for but right now you're just seeing a lot of large rock straight ahead of you yes north straight north uh, yeah north
2: okay and I'll just kind of like uh, do some hand signals and get us going northernly at a at a quiet pace And I'll try to, like, have uh, Sunny row as quietly as we can in this giant echoey cavern, you know. For
0: sure. So as you guys get your boats moving and start moving northward, you start to see five large spires that you can see that are arranged to look like fingers reaching up out of the water. And from where you're at, you can also see to the east a little bit of where you are. A giant blade, a massive sword that is jutting out of the water itself. Giving you kind of a, a strange view, because this thing reaches to the top. It is massive.
2: Can I do, like, an eye for detail check to try to kind of ascertain as I'm looking at these pieces to figure out what, like, the, like, what the pose of this titan is?
0: Yeah, yeah. mm Not great. Uh, 13. Thirteen? Well, even even with the thirteen. Like, it's
2: like one hand and the sword? Like, it's like the sword's in the other hand, or...?
0: No, it, it's more like you see the hilt up top towards the, the ceiling, just a faint outline of it. hmm And from the positioning and looking around, you're kind of doing a little bit of math in your head. The only way for this to work would be if the hand's reaching out and the blade of the sword is through the face.
2: Oh, okay. So the the, the sword has gone through the head. Yes. And it's... Got its hand out. Yes. Interesting.
3: If we're, did we actually like move into that area or like I feel like we would have moved into that area and just looking down, how clear is the water? Can we tell that the face is there?
0: Not really. Okay. All you would get uh, is from fetter's conjecture, just based off of distances, that eh, I'm a Titan, this would have to be the face. It couldn't line up any other way mathematically, right? But you can't really see anything because the water you notice below you is very dark, just black. You can't see through it; it's super murky. And what's weird is as you get closer to the hand, you notice too that the water itself doesn't make much of a sound as as you row. Like as Sunny puts the oar in there and just pushes, it's just like, and you're not hearing a lot of sound and. Yusuf, you notice this, too, when you're rowing, is that the water feels thicker. Like, it doesn't feel as light as just stagnant water might be. It, it has a, a weight to it. Mmm, chonky. <laughs> chonky soup
2: water. Um, so, yeah, I'll pull up our boat close enough so that I can whisper to them and just say, right, so looks like we've got a hand reaching up. Looks like that sword, even if it is the titan sword may possibly be buried in its own head which would be that way but um what do we think uh you're looking for the hand right yusuf or should we take a look at the fingers or
4: yeah i, mean, I think I think that's it as he points to the to the northwest right here in front of us
2: um taz where do we think this tressum would be
3: i think it all feels a little too easy and most of the time, people have two hands. Sure. So, we can check this one out, but I think maybe either there's another hand that we should be looking for, or this might not be the titan, because why would you shove your sword in your own face?
2: Um, I think that someone else probably was responsible for that. Yeah. But uh, it's quite a move, if you think about it, but...
4: I feel like uh, rowing around and exploring a little bit more is not a bad idea, but... Sure. um, Head on a swivel, then.
3: I turn around and just to use a row, you bastard. (laughs) Row, (laughs) you bastard.
2: I'll try to get around into maybe over the... um, I'll get to the outside of the fingers. Okay. And and I'll want to do another... eye for detail check before we like row inside of a hand that could close theoretically you know what I mean like I want to peer off the edge of the boat and see through the dark Okay. with my dark vision and try to see what I can see about the hand
0: yeah sure if you want to give a roll on that oh yeah that's better uh 23 23 yeah as you guys uh, circle around this bigger stone uh, structure and kind of got the breadth of it as you boated around it, it looks to be the thumb. Just the way everything is shaped on that, you, uh, you guys ended up circling the thumb part of the palm around there. And as you get around that, you start to see another spire, which is curved in a little bit as it's rising up, and based off of that, you're starting to get the, the, the breadth of it. Okay, if there's the finger, there's another finger off in the distance, and you can kind of see that fading uh, to the southwest as you look. And from where you guys are to the northeast, Uh, Yusuf and Taslan, you guys have moved your boat over to where the finger is and they're looking in. You notice your boat is your boats are touching something. They're coming abreast of something. Maybe it might be the palm but there's a definite like the boat stops against it and you sense ground further in.
2: Um, John, assuming that the Titan has a humanoid uh, physiology, the shape of the thumb would lead me to believe that this is its right hand? Uh, Yes. So I'm thinking like we're on the right side the head, the sword was in the head, and then there should presumably be a left hand on the other side.
0: Yeah, if it were both reaching up, you can't see that far past the sword. It's pretty much mostly dark, even to the extent of your dark vision. But yeah, logistically, there would be another, if another hand was reaching out, you would see that. Okay, kind of
4: look over to Taz, and should we go to the other side of the sword?
3: What does everybody think? Should we check this hand out a little bit more? or...? go looking.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see what's here. Let's get a full picture of what this is. Right. Then we can take a look at the other side.
3: Sounds good. I mean...
4: John, I'll, I'll row us onto what the, whatever the actual hand would be till it kind of moors itself, and then how deep is the water here?
0: You get to maybe about 10, uh, 15, 20 feet in, and it moors pretty much, and you're about, um maybe a foot of water. Uh, It's very shallow, but the water itself is very thick. So you can't actually see the ground you're walking on, it's just that your foot is able to make purchase on the palm of the hand. And there's about, yeah, a foot of water in there. And as you emerge from your boats onto it, uh, you don't hear anything other than just your cloth and armor rustling. There's not any, like, splashiness, or the water's not making much of a noise. There's something acoustically weird about that.
2: Okay, Uh I'm going to try to scramble up the thumb. Like, try to climb up to the top and see if I can perch up there and take a look out at anything. <clears throat> and see if I can... There's there's anything else I can see from up there.
4: John, while, while he's doing that, I'm going to turn both the boats around so they're facing out if we need to, like, run and jump in to scoot off the, the land for any reason.
0: Okay. Uh, Federer, I would do athletics. Check on the climbing up the especially once you start getting to the can I do acrobatics John acrobatics is fine yeah
3: and I'm gonna go to the middle of the palm
0: whoop not great uh, that's a 12 all told a 12 you're maybe about able to get up to where the the first joint but anything anything steeper than that mm-hmm. eh, your feet starts to slide your feet are slick from the water and it's mm-hmm. you're not able to get any good purchase to get all the way to the top okay and then Taslin, you said you were going to the center
3: of the palm. Yeah, the middle of the palm. It's a little too quiet, but it's fine.
0: Too quiet.
3: It's fine. It'll be fine.
0: As you get closer to the center of this palm, you can kind of see a, a bit of a bubbling, like a bloop, bloop. And as it bubbles, you see thick strands of it start to like drip upward, and then about chest high start uh, get sucked into something, just like kind of like disappear to a very weird view
3: there's no like visual disturbance where they're disappearing in the chest high there's it's just like they just bubble up and then go into nothing
0: yeah they appear to be going into something but whatever it is you are unable to perceive it
3: okay that's weird um so I'm gonna reach my hand out and like poke and see if there's like any where it's disappearing see if like my hand disappears too or if it's just normal
0: um it's just normal so you you kind of trace the dark goopy substance up to where it would be and you try to like see if you can stick your hand in like maybe it's a portal or something but it just goes through you just end there's nothing there you don't really sense anything
2: oh god so uh <laughs> so what do we think that is is it a garden variety portal is it something else is a uh... Would it theoretically be seed-shaped if we wanted to go that route at some
3: point? Well, I'm going to, like, call you guys over and point it out um, and then be terrible me. Like, I hate this when my characters do things that I'm like, don't do it! Um, <laughs> I'm going to kneel down and stick my hand down and see if it hits okay. palm or
2: Full not. alien covenant right now. Full. <laughs>
3: Yep, Put yeah.
0: your face right into it. You uh, you reach down, and you do feel the palm, the stony palm, and it's cold. But you do feel a crack where the uh, current of whatever this ichor stuff is is coming up from. And it's a steady current of liquid coming out of that. So it almost feels like, from what you're seeing, that something's pulling essence or s- uh, siphoning something from it. And... You also can sense that, yeah, you know, the water is very dark and still and goopy here, too, that maybe this is just all spilling out. Um,
2: magic people who know more than me about this sort of thing, is this uh, akin to the rifts that we're used to? Or is this something else?
4: John, does this look like the black ichor shit that was in the swamp that was covering everything?
0: Do a... Yeah, an arcana.
3: I'll assist.
0: Arcana or history, whichever one is um, better for you.
3: I can assist with Arcana, not history.
0: Uh, I mean, they're both
4: plus one. He's not bright, so...
3: D- do you do you want me to do the Arcana then, bright boy? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that, like, Taz, does this look like the same goop that was in the swamp that we dealt with?
3: I mean, I'd imagine it's either essence or corruption, one or the other.
4: Right, so my question still stands.
3: So let's see. Ooh, not not great. My dice have... All of my dice have caught on that they are being replaced and they are angry. <laughs> um, so that's a 10 for Arcana?
0: 10? It uh, certainly is very similar. Yep. It has a lot of the same properties, if only it doesn't have exactly the same behaviors. The behaviors are a little bit different here, but the material and its kind of essence feels very similar. feels very corrupting. So about maybe 70, 60%.
3: So, yeah, more corruption than essence. All right, well, I mean, no offense,
2: Yusuf, but is it worth trying to perhaps close it the old-fashioned way as opposed to with the seed? Does that get us something? Worst case scenario, we can reopen it and put the seed back.
3: I don't think this is something that we can... It's not, like, a portal that we can close. Okay.
4: Yeah, John, I'll stick my hand down in there,
0: too. Does it feel like an actual, like,
4: crack in the rock?
3: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would have relayed that.
0: Yeah, your hand briefly brushes against Taslin's, and you're like, oh, yeah, it also says there's a crack there. Like, <laughs> I didn't know if it was, like... I just
3: kind of give you a look, like, sure, don't believe me. <laughs>
4: oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if you meant, like... The rock is actually cracked, or if it was just a space that was open, I was just checking.
0: Oh no, yeah, it feels cracked, like, uh, and yeah, you'd have enough experience with that Yusuf to know the difference, and yeah, it's definitely cracked,
3: uh, split. Think of it like a like a wound. I'm gonna,
2: can I do an insight check on Sunny? Like, how is she doing? How's is she getting? Considering it looks like we are at their quest objective, that's a twenty-seven.
0: she is in awe of what she's seeing she's seen what taslin's showing off the ichor going up she's looked at the spires the sword she's in a mode of taking it all in okay and you can even hear kind of a
1: oh fuck's sake
0: as she looks around at just the sheer scope of what you guys what we're all seeing here she's taking yusuf's discussion with her to heart she's following your guys's lead
2: okay cool so i will Move my hands away from the knife in my sleeve. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Ever so slowly. All right, well, we know this is here. Don't see any Tressums about. Shall we check the other hand then? The left-hand path, perhaps? If there is one, yeah.
3: Probably. Left-handed path is a favorite. <laughs> the
4: stranger path.
0: You guys start to discuss moving on. Mm-hmm. And you, Fetter, I think you hear it first. Uh, you hear a low noise a very soft noise at first kind of a kind of a gurgly wet noise yeah. but echoey like and you can't place it you just hear it it seems to be surrounding mm-hmm. and like i said the sound the acoustics of this hand are a bit weird so i
2: i shift there's like a very s- subtle shift in my shoulders As I kind of, you know, start to just tense from a much more relaxed, you know, into that kind of spry, knot of roguish muscle. And I'll put a little bit of a hand up. And uh, which way do I can I get a sense of where it's coming from, John? Little eye for detail for hidden hidden foes, as it were. Yeah, definitely roll for it. Yeah, fucker this is what my class is built for uh <laughs> 24
0: eye for detail so that that noise you're hearing seems to be in a slow state of circling mm-hmm. um starting from the more southern edge right of the hand and moving around toward the north so uh clockwise and you start to hear it passing between like the fingers on its traversal north and it's Fast, but not that fast. it seems more of a casual scoping the situation if a noise could do that, but you're still hearing this like <sighs> this wet gurgle that seems to get a little bit loud and then fade off okay, almost as if but you're not like even with your roll you're still you're not seeing anything just yet you're just hearing this as All if right. the water is echoing it to you, and then maybe after about oh, I don't know, once it gets back down south towards the bottom of the thumb, mm-hmm, you hear uh, almost wet coughs that emerge from it too, like
2: <coughs> So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like doing like a Tracy hand, like at this point, I hope the gang knows to kind of like follow my eyes and uh, and I'm like, got a da- one dagger out and I'm rolling it between my hands and I'll just kind of slowly turn and look at Taslin and then look at where I think it is and kind of wait to see what she would like to do. But I'm tempted to call out to the thing.
4: I actually noticed, too. I rolled a 19 for perception, so.
3: I'll see that of him, and it keys me in on to, like, hearing it kind of thing, and especially with his motions. Like, I'm able to follow it a little bit more. And I'll hold kind of like, I'll hold my left hand as I hit the mic, all my left hand kind of, like, in motion of following where it was, and the left hand has the, the uh, Raven Queen's mark on my palm, and I'll just be like, "Here, Tressy, Tressy, Tressy,"
0: <laughs> you. Uh, Here,
3: Tressy, Tressy,
0: Tressy. So picture this: it's almost like there's like a moment where it just gets the growl, like the wet growl, gargling. Rolls off, it's quiet for just a brief second. Fetter's like, okay, we're ready to do this. And then you just hear Tressy, Tressy, just out loud. Just like Sonny's even like, oh fuck, what is. And in response to your hear Tressy, Tressy, you hear that low growl and cough again. It gets more distorted and more loud and starts to roll into a roar. And you hear what sounds like flapping of wings that were uh, stuck in like a tar substance, like that sort of like a wet flap. And out from the water, Clambers this really large, perverse mutation of what you have seen a Tressum to be. You notice as it breaches the surface and latches itself onto the the palm that it is enlarged and elongated in strange and unexpected ways.
3: Well, you're certainly foul.
0: And Black Icar coats the creature all over and seems to move of its own accord, kind of like Venom from the comics, just like... as it's forming and you can kind of see bits and pieces every now and then when there's a gap of something cat-like inside but then it gargles and as it the substance keeps forming over and this ichor form starts to take on this dragon-like performance and you could see why the fish, the merfolk would say lizard in the way that it's moving and using its like it's fighting its way onto the shore not necessarily in control of itself and the foul tresum itself looks onto your hand as you're moving around like, "Hey tresum, but it seems angered by this and aggravated, and it starts to roar out. And we need to roll initiative.
2: Oh,
3: fantastic! I mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. no, you were supposed to be my friend.
0: <laughs> as I see that, I'm.
4: I look over to to Tassel and I'm like, "Well, my mind's made up. I think your tressum needs help because it's stuck inside that thing." <laughs>
3: Oh, God. Did you really have to say that out loud?
2: (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha!
0: Oh, natural 20. Nice. Does that put you to anything? 20 or is it just straight up 20 for... 24, baby. 24.
3: I hope you don't try and plant the seed because then I'm going to have to fight two things and that's not nice. When it was landing, we got a good look on it and it was taking its, like, second and and being all venomy, Uh-huh. Can I really quick roll in a krana to see if it's, like, when I, especially when I said, well, you certainly are foul, um, to see if, like, the ichor is separate from the creature or if it's part of it.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I, I feel like given the time it took to get up there, uh, you would have had enough time to do a check like that. 19? 19? Yeah, it's... That's the vibe you get from it. That it is, especially coupled with its movements, that its movements are against itself. The um, more strandy, ickery thing is what responded very violently to your hand. And whatever was inside was trying to head toward it. Okay. Uh, You guys all ready?
3: Okay, well, when Yusuf said that of the whole, I've made my mind up, (laughs) seems like it needs help. Just going to kind of shoot him a look and be like, it does need help and I can help it.
0: (laughs) Okay. And to begin with, we are at the top of the round, our Mr. Natural 20 himself. Fetter, you are able to act the fastest. You recognize the aggression as it starts to roar at Taslin's uh, gesture. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have the nuance of what she saw with her arcana and all that, but you know that it's moving. It's gestured, even in its inconsistent state, to move forward and start to attack. So you you get this first action. You get the first part of the turn order, and yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, bonus action, insightful fighting. To do an insight against its deception check. It's a dirty 20.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Deception. Uh, only 16. Haha. So I see like where
2: the sloshy venom s- slime is kind of pulling and oozing and I can lock into a couple key places where I feel like I could do some serious damage. Uh, I am going to uh, back up the thumb a little bit just to kind of spread us out to the south. And then I am going to uh, ready a dagger throw and I'm going to wait and see what Taslin does next and if Taslin is aggressive, or if it's aggressive to her, I am going to toss a dagger.
0: Okay. So if it, if it starts to make a move toward her, you'll unleash? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then since you're holding that, that brings us to Taslin.
3: Okay. So I'm going to uh, summon my sword out of my mark on my left hand. Fun fact, Taslin is left-handed. And as I'm moving forward to this thing... I'll just kind of say to the others, don't harm it, distract it. I need a minute. And I am going to make an attack on it, but I'm going to try and attack the Ikker, not it. Okay. I want to. I want to get. I want to get a slice of the icker that's around it.
0: Okay, so you're you're kind of aiming where as the thing folds over on itself, sort of like dough. You like you're kind of trying to avoid that gap where you can sort of see a cat like thing inside it. You're kind of waiting for it to cover over at least.
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm very specifically trying to wait for that moment when it twists in on itself and I can slice off a piece of the icker. Oh fuck! Yes, thank God. Uh. <laughs> Oh, you know what, and as my uh, bonus action, I will curse the, I mean, I don't know if this is a separate target, you can decide, but I'll also put my curse on it. The Icker in particular is what I'm going for, less the tressum Uh-huh. Which means I crit on 19 or 20. I rolled a 19. All right. Hell Yeah. So that's a 27 to hit the Icker.
0: 27 that does hit.
3: Okay. And it's a crit, so <laughs> I get a crit, but I rolled a 1 on damage. Yeah. So that would be uh <laughs> 7 points of damage to this guy. Um oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, cuz it's my curse, I can add 3. So that's 10 points of damage to the Icker to slice off a piece.
2: Okay. So, John, if when Taslin makes contact with the thing, does it like almost like a like Jello on top of it? Does does it ripple away from it? Is there like a membrane on top that is kind of is it skin tight to it, or is it kind of like a Jello on top of the tressum? Because if if it were like if a pseudopod or some sort of splashy bit would have were to come off of it. When Taslin attacked, I would th- try to throw for the icker. Okay, if that makes sense. You would attack the thing that flopped off. You mean? Yeah, like if, or, or, or like, you know what I mean? If, if you hit it and it's got this thing on it and like a bit sloshed up, I would try to throw the dagger into the the sloshy bits away from the tressum.
0: Okay, when she does her attack, it nothing comes off. There's okay the equivalent of like I guess blood if you would dark blood it shrieks as that as you do that but there's not enough like like she didn't lop off a part of it mm-hmm. and that there was a huge opening but there's enough there for you to still get in
2: right so yeah if Taz attacked I would I would throw one too
0: okay uh 13 13 to hit yeah uh no it misses
3: <laughs> bye dagger so, do I get spatter on my sword, or is it like a peat, like a little pebble stuff that I can actually, like, grab?
0: It's spatter that ends up landing on, like, your sword, and you see it start to drip and roll down.
3: That's fine. That's all I need. Just needed something of it mm-hmm. for the very last part of my turn. I'm going to hate this, but I'm going to move backwards so it will get an attack of opportunity.
0: Okay. It's, it sees you start to back up and, sh- and, and just growls and shrieks out at you and tries to swipe at you with its, uh, Morphous Claw and and oh, uh, 20? Dirty 20? Yeah, it hits me. Okay, uh, 13 damage against you. Yowchie. And it, it, yeah, it, big ol' yowchie.
3: Well, I deserve that uh, cause I'm gonna get rid of you. Um, <laughs> so as I'm backing away, I'll kind of, like, start wiping the stuff of this that came off on the sword on my hand and just say like I need a minute I'm gonna get rid of it but I need a minute okay <laughs> I have a plan but I need a minute keep it busy
4: you hear Yusuf say all right
0: as he pulls his, as he starts to pull his sword
3: but don't kill it <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right and so that ends your turn mm-hmm Okay. That
3: was a lot of talking for one turn, but that's fine. It's magic.
0: <laughs> I just read the whole uh, novel Moby Dick to you in my turn. Six seconds. Wow. <laughs> um, so it's Sunny's turn next, and she does hear your, Hold on a minute! Uh, she looked like she had something in mind. She was like, Okay, uh, what? how would I deal? And she had a plan in motion, but you said, Wait. So she's going to take a movement and try to spread out, just to help distract. She's going to head a little bit south toward the base of the thumb, and just... Aim, and she is going to. <laughs> Let's moonbeam this son of a bitch. Spells badass. Been wanting to use moonbeam for a bit. One action. So she will angle forward and start to speak and use the components needed to reach out and attack. And a silvery beam of pale light shines down, like, when I'm five, five uh, foot radius, like right there, 40 foot high cylinder, right on the tressum itself. And you see ghostly flames erupt around it, and, and it does... Well, you guys are in luck. The rolls aren't good for it.
3: Oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so, because then it's going to be bye-bye next turn, so I hope so.
0: It does not succeed its rolls. It's not that much. It ends up being four damage, and doesn't seem to hurt it as much, but very annoying, and the creature... <sighs> Reacts to the moonbeam, and I think that thing just stays around. Can to make saving throw? Yeah, it's it stays around as long as you. On each, on each of the each turn after you cast it, it's a concentration. Okay, yep. So she's working on the moonbeam and, and, and is trying to aggro it, especially with a more annoying radiant base spell based off of what she's seeing, and that ends her turn, leading us to the Faltresum itself, who now has a spread of people to look at, and as it's trying to focus on who to attack, it's being hit by a moonbeam. It just was attacked by Taslin, who's backed up, and it opens its mouth wide, and you start to see Shadow appear, and then blast out in a 30-foot cone. Shit. And it's going to attempt to hit Sunny and Yusuf, given just the where it end up. The moonbeam is the most annoying attack at it right now, just because it's consistent. And you both need to roll a dex sta- saving throw.
4: Right. Uh, crap, she's not within 10 feet of me, so she doesn't get a bonus to it.
0: Uh, that's a 19 for me. 19? Ooh, just makes it. So despite making it, uh, some of that Shadow Essence still is able to hit against you, uh, taking uh, 20 necrotic damage against you. So I I take, I made it, but I take 20. Oof. Which, ugh, Sunny did not save. Uh, She was not able to move fast enough, given her uh, placement on the base of the thumb, and just the water's a bit slick there, so she Mm -hmm. got most of the blast of the shadowy breath, and ended up taking 40, and she uh, falls back maybe about 5 feet, and she is in rough shape. (laughs) But she weakly is like, thumbed up, okay, distraction! (laughs) Bringing us to Yusuf.
2: Ooh, is, uh is the moonbeam a concentration spell, John? I think it is.
0: Yeah, I gotta roll against that. Let's see. The concentration. Roll
3: high, roll high. She might lose that.
0: Yeah, the moonbeam itself uh, goes away. Just fizzles. But still, it has atta- attracted the Tressum's attention. So it did its job, but it is not sustained. Leading us to Yusuf.
4: <clears throat> right. Um, so uh, he pulls out his sword. He's going to move. John, where on the hand is the energy coming out of it,
0: the font of this black ichor?
3: No, no.
0: Uh, right about there, center of the palm. So pretty close to you, actually, just a little bit south.
4: Okay, cool. So he's going to move so that he is between it and the Tressum, and Taz is inside his aura of protection. He says, "Whatever you're gonna do, do it quick." And he's going to cast a spell on the Tresem. It needs to make a um, Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. Yep.
0: Wisdom and natural failure. Sweet. So Yusuf casts Compelled Duel.
4: Uh, You attempt to compel a creature into a duel. One creature that you can see within range must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled by your divine demand. For the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than you and must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from you. Hmm. If it succeeds on the saving throw, the spell doesn't restrict the target's movement for that turn. Um, The spell ends if you attack any other creature, if you cast a spell that targets a hostile creature other than the target, if a friendly creature to you damages the target or casts a harmful spell on it, or if you end your turn more than 30 feet away from the target. So basically um, he's going off of what Taz said, you know, don't attack it, just keep it busy. So that's what he does. And he says to everybody else, don't hit it or this this won't work. And he's going to basically just stand there defensively so that if Taz needs to get to the font, she can and do whatever she's going to do.
3: Oh, I thought okay. you were going to throw the seed in there and I was going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is not That is not what we agreed upon. All right. Uh, so then, yeah, that brings us to the top of the round to Fetter. And uh, yeah, you've seen all this happen. The The shadow breath is no joke. It really laid him out. Didn't do much damage to Yusuf. And Tazlin's planning something. And Yusuf just kind of gave her the go ahead and is blessing her with his aura there, leaving us to you to make your move.
3: All right. When he does say, like, whatever you're doing, do it quick, she kind of responds, already doing it.
4: He's (laughs) also going to remind everybody that if they're within 10 feet of him, they're going to have advantage on saving throws versus spells versus magic effects, resistance to spell damage, and plus three to their saves.
2: All right. So I'm going to try to wrap around this thing Um, I'd love to. I don't really need to, but just for the heck of it, I'm going to try to bonus action hide in its blind spot and hoping that it's keeping its eyes on Yusuf. And then I'm going to hold an action to attack if someone other than Yusuf attacks it. If that makes sense. That's my trigger. Okay. So... Uh, eighteen stealth check. Eighteen stealth check. Um, to try to get on its blind side. I'm essentially like waiting as it's looking around, and I just kind of want to like anime like, like when it's when I feel like it's not looking at me, and try to post
0: up behind it. Judo chop. Yeah. As you get back there, for some weird reason, like the head caves in a little bit and looks back out at you from behind itself. Oh, like. So the 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 face comes out
2: the back of the head, John. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay.
3: Very uh, Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone.
2: Yeah. The symbiote face or the the actual face of
0: the Tresem? The the symbiote type piece itself, like okay. It just it it, it lets you know that it was track. It's kind of got its eyes tracking a lot of pieces on the board, and it does notice you. And I've got two daggers out, and I just wink
2: at it.
4: Very creepy.
2: All right, <laughs> and. Uh, That's pretty much held action is my turn.
0: Okay. So brings us to Taslin back to what she's planning to do.
3: Okay. So I've gotten the spatter of ichor on my hands. So I'm going to make the sword goes away and I'm going to start muttering and and hand tutting here. (laughs) And it needs to make a charisma save. Charisma. Please fail. (laughs) please fail
0: or else we're fucked (laughs) 16
3: shit (laughs) it meets it oh well does
4: it have does it have disadvantage or anything because you hexed it
3: um actually that's a good I'd rarely ever use a hex so that's a good thing let's check it (laughs) yeah I'm I'm checking because
0: that would change the role uh how about Yusuf's thing that you just did compel duel does that uh, uh, impose a disadvantage um that's only that's if i'm attacking somebody else that's yeah that's only if you're
4: attacking somebody else um does that also do i get the sense
2: that taslin like casting the spell would negate yusuf's thing i'll roll something for that to put that
4: together if a friendly creature to you damages or casts, is this a harmful spell
3: I'm trying to banish it.
4: Off a plane of existence. That's, that's what I thought. I mean, that's what I thought you were doing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, it's technically not harming it. That would just be removing it because it doesn't take any damage. So, I
0: don't know. I guess.
3: And especially since it failed. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, it's up to you, John. I, I, yeah, I. Yeah, since it's not doing actual physical damage to it, it wouldn't negate that or anything.
2: All right. So I'm just like, I'm trying to like look around the thing to to Yusuf and to Taslan and into the Tressum and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I've just got like my knives out.
3: <laughs> as it, as the spell, like I feel the spell doesn't connect at that point. And obviously, like I could probably tell that like it almost connected, like it got there, but just didn't push through. So I'll call out and be like, I'm trying to banish it. I've got one more shot. Just keep doing it and I'll keep my hand tutting and stuff back up because I'm going to do that again next round.
4: Uh, Question, babe. Um, The fact that you have a piece of it in your hands, is that like a requirement or does that make it easier?
3: Yes, it's a requirement. I have to have an item of the distasteful uh, to target it.
4: Got it. But that doesn't give it a negative to its roll or anything, like to scry? Nope. Like scrying what? Nope. (laughs) Trying.
3: I know I looked. There's not, there isn't anything that gives it a disadvantage, which sucks. But hopefully it doesn't roll a 16 next time. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it rolls lower. Needs to fail. Fail, John. Fail.
0: Okay. Um, Since, yeah, that ends your turn and we get to Sunny, who kind of shakes her head a little bit. Ringing some of the damage out of her ear, like just kind of the ringing out of her ear, she's going to invoke her combat wild shape. So she start she hunkers down, and at first it looks like she's got putting herself in a very weird, awkward pose, like a chicken dance sort of. You're like, what the fuck is this, Sunny? But then almost like pop, 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 she transforms into the strangest looking pterodactyl-like fucking thing you've ever seen. You'd have to roll a history on it, but you've never seen anything like this before. Alright. And you see this very pterodactyl-like creature kind of hunkers <gasps> its wings down and just <clears throat> as it shrieks at it. And um, she is going to, in this new special form, take flight and come around and be, like flying maybe like 10 feet above this creature and readying for her next attack leading us to the Faltresum itself let's roll to see if we can get something back no it's going to uh, how far does it have to move ha- roll a save against Yusuf to move um was it about 30 feet
4: uh yeah it, it makes or does it have
0: to save first
4: <clears throat> must make a wisdom throw saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from me if it succeeds it doesn't uh, restrict the movement.
0: Okay. Wisdom saving throw. Yeah, 12? Nope. Nope. Okay, so I can't move more than 30. All right, so then it is going to risk the opportunity attack from Fetter, move closer, <coughs> <coughs> clamber over to where Yusuf is, and uh, get about 10 feet above you, and just kind of <coughs> in a very clumsy aerial Ascent. I'm going
2: to swipe at it because why not? <laughs> Dragon Tooth! Oh, hey, look. It's a natural one. So.
3: <laughs> no!
4: How about that? Well, <laughs> spell's still intact. So there's that.
0: There you go. All right. Uh, and Yusuf, uh, as its last thing, it'll try to attempt to bite and claw at you. Okay. Uh, and it rolled. Let's see. The first roll was a. 24 to hit, and the second roll was an 18. Full hit. Okay. So the bite attempts on you, hits for 17 damage, and the claw ends up being for 13 damage. So it just comes in and, and then also swipes at you, It kind of almost in a similar time frame, in tandem with each other, which is a very weird look. It just opens out and closes and attacks you with, with both its mouth and its claws. Cool. Move faster, <laughs> <laughs> and that ends its turn. Trying. Okay, my turn. Uh, yes, Yusuf, it's your turn.
4: So he's gonna go ahead and dump thirty points of healing back into himself. Okay. As he lays on hands, actually, hang on a second.
2: Lay hands on yourself.
4: <clears throat> um. Bu- 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 bum.
3: Touching yourself, giving you sweet love feelings. Wow. I don't know what that was.
4: Do I want yeah, you know what? No, screw it. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use land hands. Alright. Yeah, so he's going to yeah, He's gonna heal himself for the 30 that he just took. As he just kinda throws it into him, and then he's still standing there with the sword, patiently waiting for Taz to do whatever she's doing. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I'm trying.
0: It's okay. And so that's where you end your turn there? Uh, Yeah, he's not going to... um... Well, that was your action, yeah, to do the healing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so he can
4: still move, though. Um, He's going to... mm, No, he's going to stay where he is, because if he he moves, then it'll get an attack of opportunity, but also he won't be covering Taz with the aura from the sword. So yeah, he'll stay there.
1: When they said they were going to face off against a foul trestle, I thought it was a bit unfair of them to beat up on some grumpy-wumpy-deensy-winty cat. Well, now that I know that it's a weird ooey-gooey-slappy-gloppy-ichor monstrosity, I don't feel so bad. There's still more to come, but I fear you don't have the right amount of ale for me to continue. But I tell you what... I'll be back later when you've doubled my ale order, and I'll fill you in on what happens next in these Demon Days.
0: Testing, rolling the microphone, la da <laughs> We're going to get this, fellas. <laughs> and speeding. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, can you guys see me in real time now? Yep. I'm, yep. I'm waving my hands. I am okay. not looking at you. I'm just going to listen <laughs> to your voice. <laughs> he's he's right. a
3: good musician boy right there.
0: All right. We counted down in three, two, one, and <laughs> clap. All right. As long as there's claps on your guys' things. Yeah, oh, I have a spike.
4: It's, it's, it's a dirty a spike. little spike. It is a dirty spike. It's about 18 seconds.
3: Fucking Candice. Goddamn.
0: <laughs> Cadence. 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 Katniss. Katniss. Cadence. Cadence.
3: Cadence. Cadence. That's, that's <laughs> Cadence. Everyone, everyone has a every time. We don't fucking care.
0: Yeah, yeah, everyone has a second, third, and fourth name, depending on how you guys feel about them. It's true.
3: Imagine, if you will, a little. Ooh, hold on! Before I start this, I have to plug my computer, and it's gonna die. That's what I was gonna. Imagine, do. if That's you will. I didn't go first. <laughs> <Shit>.
0: <laughs> Imagine, Old if shit. you will, and then you just <laughs> you just cut out from Discord, and you're like,
3: oh, I'm imagining. Oh no, we lost <laughs> Aslan
2: Sicily, 1980. The,
0: the <laughs> yeah. hut collapsed. It ran out of time, yeah. and y'all died. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was the whole Reluct. reason why I didn't go first and I was like shit and then I just remembered right as I was supposed to go Abigail Cobalt <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to relate a dream you need to shut up I'm just ruining this whole thing give me a second <laughs> Just as a side note I'd like to point out that I'm being a good podcaster and I muted my mic when I was eating
2: Great Looking job at you, Oh thank you I don't have any food. Can I everyone I don't have any food. Everyone's well, gonna be yeah. so appreciative.
0: As <laughs> I like reach for a bag of chips and just start like Then <laughs> I think I allowed it so you guys can control my token on the boat and the boat tokens. But let me know if you can't.
3: Can't control the boat tokens, can control sunny.
0: <laughs> but oh I
2: thought I did not prepare. Okay. Boat tokens. Welcome to the Mid Atlantic podcast. We're podcasting here. <laughs> <clears throat> Lovely Ocean City, Maryland. Dip her toe in the water. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me while I readjust my boat token. All right, there we go.
0: There we go. There you go. Dink. I think, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we can. Okay. Okay, okay,
3: okay.
2: Now you guys can take your boats.
3: Water.
0: Take okay, so boat wait, in water. who's, who's take, with who? Take my boat in the water. Wow. How about that? There are some boats in the water.
3: Wow.
0: wow. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying wow. to do a Huelhauser yeah. <laughs> but oh. Owen Wilson suffices. <laughs> oh wow. So no, so we we want to we, we do want to head north?
3: Let let me control the boat, Tug and babe.
4: <laughs> I'm the one rowing.
3: <laughs> right. And you turned us to the west.
0: <laughs> I thought we were going west. This is this is this is absolutely of no look, edification to, a, the viewer, a or to the there's a there's to the listener at all. There's yeah. Yeah.
3: There's but I'm having a her up ahead. <laughs> oh my god, there's so for the audience, finger. um,
0: yeah, you're, you're seeing, I'm seeing on this on our app here, the boats just turn around and like move over to the left, people falling out of the boat and onto the boat. It's just delightful.
3: So, Yusuf's just leaving me behind in the water, <laughs> <laughs>
0: the boat shenanigans, yeah, he just pushes you out like. Roll initiative for the party. You're fighting each other. That's the rest of this episode.